Welcome to Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And um, oh my gosh, have you guys been following what's happening with Tottenham? Are you kidding me? 13 out of the last 15 possible points they've gotten. Sports are back. Uh, really? <laughs> they're they're getting they're getting back in, huh? Four wins and a tie, baby. Are they gonna make it into Champions League? No. They're they're not. They're out of that because of their awful early spring. UEFA? What are Yeah, they're gonna make Europa. It's called Europa. Sure. (laughs) They're gonna be in the Europa League next year. Probably. Well, I mean, there's one more game of their season. So uh, we're not hundred percent sure yet, but they're they're in a good position. Okay, congratulations. Uh, I don't know. I mean, aren't you, are you watching any sports yet? No, I don't really. Nope. I haven't watched any sports in like three months. Ugh. Sad. There might not, there might not be football this fall. Well, well, let's, let's not be too, too depressed. (laughs) I guess the NFL is going to go probably. They can't, they can't not go. They're like a money machine. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't get how college kids will be able to, socially distance and then go to play games. And I mean, a bunch of conferences have already canceled non non-conference games. So that's going to be a mess if it happens. Yeah. Okay. Well go Tottenham. Go Tottenham. This week, we're going to be doing a throwback episode of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I remember, I don't know, Reed, you might've been too young, but I remember watching this when it came out. I loved it. It came out the year after I was born, so I do not remember watching it. Had you ever actually, seen it? I don't think I've ever seen all of it. Okay. So this was a treat. <laughs> <laughs> a little time capsule. Uh, before we get to that, though, we're going to pick our favorite Keanu Reeves movies. Uh, Ty, what is yours? Well, I really like John Wick, which is funny because <laughs> you got me into that for sure. That was not my thing. Um, uh, I also liked, uh, oh, what's so what about the, but the bus with Sandra Bullock speed speed. That was, that was a great movie. Everyone loved that movie. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen speed. You were probably four when it came out too. (laughs) It might've had a longer shelf life than Bill and Ted's. I don't know. They're not, they're not making a speed sequel, are they? <laughs> no, I guess not. I love it. If Keanu and Sandra wanted to do a speed three, they would definitely green light that. They would. They totally would. Is there a speed two? Is there a speed two? There is, but not with Keanu Reeves. It takes place on a cruise ship. <laughs> oh. Man. That's so so the sequel thing isn't a new thing. They were making bad sequels even in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, speaking of which, have you seen Bill and Ted's sequel? Holy cow, that's I, so bad. I've I've never seen it. I I do know it's supposed to be awful. Okay, well, my pick for Counter Reeves movie is uh, John Wick Parabellum. I think it has a great dog fight scene with Halle Berry, and then the fight scene at the end with all the glass cases and the like. The martial art artist fighters is really good. The knife museum. Is that the oh, no, I think that 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 fight scene is also in that movie. Man, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You picked a good one. <laughs> what good taste I have, man. 
Such a smart guy. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, it's, so this is a nostalgic movie for you, or you have a little soft spot? Yeah. I mean, this is a movie that I watched with my friends in high school a lot, or a few times at least. And, you know, it has a lot of quotable lines, like, eat the piggy and something seriously afoot at the <laughs> at the Circle K. And uh, it has a, it has a the scene with the water park is filmed at a water park that's in Mesa, Arizona, which is a water park I grew up going to a lot. That's Sunsplash. Yeah, I did think it looked like Golfland Sunsplash. Yep. So that I love that when I was a kid. I mean, that was like really cool that they filmed it. And, you're, and I, actually, watching it this last time in the credits, I don't know if it's just because of that one, but maybe they filmed a lot of it in Phoenix because. The Arizona Film Commission and the Phoenix something film get shout outs. So um, oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's my nostalgia, nostalgic connection, at least, let's say. Uh, I think this movie might serve you better if you're a little high. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's not the smartest. <laughs> Well, okay, okay, but this movie is popular and loved and beloved, and I love it, I think, because it has two characters who have no guile, and then they win. Somehow they change the world for the better. That's just such a pleasant, lovely thing. And, you know, they're idiots, but they're nothing evil about them, nothing... Yeah, they're just all they're everything you see is what you get. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Was Keanu Reeves a bigger star than this other the other main I I don't even know the other person really. I've not seen him in other stuff. No, our sister Marin looked him up. She said he hasn't been in anything else besides Bill and Ted films. I don't know if that could be true, but yeah, I don't know. He didn't he didn't have a good career. <laughs> He seems like maybe the he had his part had more of the like the dialogue though and more of the I think he had more of those better lines. Yeah, so it's like an open question: why why do we have Keanu Reeves in John Wick instead of that guy? I think because <laughs> a different movie. I think because of speed. Yeah, probably. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Well. That guy, I think that guy's pretty good in it. Actually, having watched it again, I don't know. He he, get, there's a lot of really funny looks. I mean, they're just they they do good at being morons. Well, yeah, I think like it's a lot of like head movements and like I don't know. They have to have there are like a lot of effect on their face, right? They like trying to figure things out. They're always they all they're always a little stumped. Yeah, yeah, they have to be good at that. Uh, yeah, I mean the. The premise. <laughs> Apparently, their music saves culture and society, brings and peace, so, brings peace to the world. Yeah, and, and seven hundred years in the future, they send someone back to help them with a history project. I mean, there is a fundamental problem with this plot, of course, right? If <laughs> if they didn't have that help to begin with the first time around, how they did could, they stay together? how could they have made the music that led to that society that could send someone back to save them? Yep. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) question. But 
We won't worry about it too much. And then they, oh god. Well, I just I was gonna say I love the scene in the mall. The mall that's pretty famous. I feel like that was, um, and the music, Beethoven rocking out, Genghis Khan doing hilarious shenanigans. Yeah, that's a, that's a good montage where they get the music going over, and you just see all all of the different people exploring the mall and trying to hit on girls and stuff. I mean, it's a very good artist, uh, not artistic. It's a very good comedic premise where, uh, you know, it's like a a joke machine once you've set it up, where all you have to say is, "What would Genghis Khan do in a mall?" <laughs> and it's funny. And what would, I mean, what would Sigmund Freud do in a police station? It's just so easy once it's just a, it's a really good premise, I think, and they take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I think it's like pretty interesting. They don't spend a lot of time in each of the historical settings. Like in my mind, I thought that was going to be more of that, like them, I don't know, having to solve problems or figure something out in each of those timelines. But I mean, really, outside of the first two, or I guess the the Middle Ages one, all the other timelines are are basically just cutscenes of them grabbing the person and leaving like Genghis Khan, Abraham Lincoln, they're just show up and grab the person. It's, I don't know. They don't spend as much time in the past as I was expecting. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the, the fun part, seeing them interact in the, in the present, right? Definitely. I think, I think it's and, an interesting, weird choice of characters. Cause I don't know, like Billy, the kid's kind of a weird one. Is he that famous? He would be, would he be on the, top 10 list of historical figures. And then he doesn't get to say much. He's just kind of like their the MC, the MC or their helper when they're getting people. I don't know. Oh yeah. I just, I just went for the end presentation, which <laughs> they show up and it's perfectly lit. There's a state, there's a <laughs> stage with the right steps for everybody to sit, to stand on. Perfect movie magic. Yeah, That's how your final presentations were in high school, huh? No, a ridiculous history to have all the history presentations of the whole school. So ridiculous. On on like a Saturday? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Mm. No, I mean, it, it is. It also kind of felt like a very 80s movie to me in the sense of in the first five minutes, it just sets up very clearly. Oh, we're going to fail. And if we fail history, then I have to go to Alaska to the military school. It's. You know, there's nothing subtle about the way it's set up. Oh, no. <laughs> the next day, you're going to go You pack your bags. You're flying immediately. Yeah. And then there's something weird happens with time in terms of if they get Napoleon, I guess, the day before the presentation. And then it's nighttime. But then it's like night. And then Napoleon disappears at night. Like time doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, it's like. All the stuff they do when they're going back through time, Napoleon's timeline in present San Dimas is still moving forward. Yeah. Also, you don't, they don't show any reactions of the historical figure. I mean, it's just everyone, <laughs> uh, maybe this isn't a critique. I don't know if it's a critique, but just everyone's fine with being kidnapped. And I don't know. I think if I was Napoleon and I was at Sunsplash, I'd, I'd have, I wouldn't I be going through this moment of what in the world happened to me? And, they just don't show any of that. There would be some definite mental problems. <laughs> yeah. I do love that they get into the phone booth and it fits all of them somehow. Oh, it's, yeah. Every time. Yeah. 
I guess I, I think time travel movies, storylines are it's tough, but I think they do a pretty good job outside the police station where they're like, oh, shoot, we need those keys. Well, we're going to go back and leave them behind this door. And then they're there. And like, mm-hmm. there's that message for them to duck. And like, I think that's pretty clever to like, they went forward in time too. And, or I don't know, like, but they don't show it. You just, you see the results. And maybe it's just convenient to get how they get them out of prison. But I thought it was a pretty clever time travel logic way to do it. Yeah. I think it's clever. I think it's fun. I mean, I don't know how the, I don't know how setting up a, I guess another version of themselves snuck in and put the garbage can on top of their dad's head. His dad, dad's head. The garbage can was the one that didn't work. Well, they could have done that, right? I, I, it, 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 at watching it the second time or this time this week, I was confused, but maybe that's just, yeah. Why, why couldn't another version of Ted be there at that exact moment and drop it on his head? Why not show them doing that? That's what I don't get. Yeah. I don't know. The, the future scenes are awesome. When they, it's so awesome when they all start doing the air guitar strumming. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I was just like, if, if this society is based off of Bill and Ted's music, everyone might be idiots in the future. <laughs> no, Reed, they're smart. They just have a different kind of intelligence. <laughs> they're emotionally geniuses, huge hearts. Yeah. It obviously worked. How did you how did, yeah. how did you feel about the the English babes? <laughs> well, they actually did keep them in the future, apparently, because they're in the band. Like they actually kidnapped them. Yeah, they're meant to be f- together forever. Oh, they're true soulmates. I think it takes a little bit longer than that to really get to know somebody. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, and then I think the other through line joke was uh, the stepmom. <laughs> yeah, they're always joking about how cute she is. That feels totally like an 80s movie to me, too. Like uh, <laughs> such a classic. <laughs> and she wants to be called mom. It's very weird. It is very weird. But then he he I think like, like the final time, the final part of that joke is like, no, I'm fine. I just had a minor edible complex. Like he knows yeah. that. Comp like that thought. That's such a ridiculous line because he can't get anything else straight, but he knows that. <laughs> uh, but I think it, I, I actually think it does a really good job of having these dynamics in their families that are different and clear and interesting. Ted's got the dad who's controlling and wants him to go to military school, and it's a detective. Uh, Bill's got this other issue that's laid out clearly. He's got this weird thing. I don't know. It is, I mean, it's very efficient and not very nuanced, but it is painting this or creating this little world that's got variety and interesting characters. Yeah, do you you think the writer or director had a controlling dad? No, I don't know, but I bet, I I think that's just kind of a trope, right? You just kind of, that's one thing you could pull from. But maybe. It makes the story work. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you like or dislike about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Well, George Carlin's great in it. He's so funny. I don't know if I really know him. Is he a musician? No, he's a comedian actor. Oh. Really? You don't know him? Nah, I can't think of anything else I've seen him in. I think he might be a stand-up, but now I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but... And then he acted in a bunch of stuff, yeah. 
Okay, I'll look. I'll look after this. But his his persona is so funny in the film. I think of just yeah, of course, of course, these guys are. I don't know. I just love how he's like not super excited, but it's so matter of fact that these guys are heroes and save society. He pulls that off well. Yeah, very serious delivery. Uh, all right, Ty, what are you rating Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure out of five? I'm giving it a four, I guess. I feel like I should do five, but I mean, it's not a, it's not a great movie, but it is a great movie. But anyway, I think I, I'm giving it a four. I think I okay. I I don't think I have as much of a connection with this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Well. We did. I wanted to do this film because it's coming out. They're coming out with the third one, obviously, in August. So, uh, are you going to see it? Probably, but is it coming straight to video, or how is it going to be released? Mm, I don't know that. Probably that video on demand now. I think that's what most things are doing. If theaters aren't open again, theaters are open where I am. <laughs> what? I saw. I saw a movie in a theater last night for the first time in four months, dude. Yeah. What, what movies are they even showing? Not new ones. The Outpost. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which might be a future podcast, so I won't say anything else about it. Okay. Uh, okay, well, theaters are not open in California where we are taking this coronavirus seriously. No, seriously, we're all going to die in Utah. It's fine. <laughs> my gosh, what a mess. Uh, let me give you a list of all the films I can remember playing last night at the theater on the on the, on the the doors um, as I walked in Space Jam was playing okay Jurassic World Jurassic Park good throwbacks a lot of Lord of Rings stuff that I don't keep straight they're all, they're all the same rude <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Bloodshot was there that's don't not great that's <laughs> not great oh now I'm not remembering them there were a bunch of them where I was like oh that's interesting Peanut Butter Falcon was playing Okay, it's a weird assortment, and every every film kind of plays once, you know, like they don't have a run; they're just doing a random smattering. Yeah, probably need money those movie theaters. So, yeah, we went on a Saturday night, and there was almost no one there. It was very weird, but felt very safe too. Well, I'm happy for you, I guess. <laughs> Come to Utah. Je- I'm je- I'm jealous, really. I just want to go to a movie. Exactly. All right, well, then let's wrap up with recommendations for our listeners. I've got one that I'll say. Uh, I watched the Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman movie. Tidy you know what it is? Those three actors. Unforgiven. Oh, uh, I should have known. And it was, it was enjoyable. I really liked it. That's a famous one. Yeah, very good. How about did, you, Ty? Did I already recommend... Or talk about Afterlife on this podcast. That doesn't sound too familiar to me. It's a Netflix comedy with Ricky Gervais. I just finished it this week. Oh, no. So it's second season is on Netflix right now. Well, first season's on Netflix also. And uh, they just ordered a third season. It's about a guy whose wife died. She dies before the series starts. But it's funny, but also very sad. And he's often crying. <laughs> it's a weird mix. <laughs> Is he trying to be more dramatic or is, is he still a sort of acerbic personality? Oh, still definitely very acerbic. He's being, he's very sarcastic and it's, I think it's, I think he thinks it's funny. There's a lot of 
strangely very sexual humor, which I don't fully endorse at all, but um, just gratuitous, I think doesn't have to be, it's that seems like his kind of stand up kind of voice getting in there, but yeah, he's also dealing with grief and it's about grief, but he's, but yeah, he's, Mm -hmm. he's trying to be funny. Okay. Afterlife. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for this throwback episode of two brothers review the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.